Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Digital Spies Soap Scoop podcast where every Friday we're chatting with some of our favourite people from the world of soaps and breaking down all the biggest goings-on in EastEnders, Emmerdale, Coronation Street and Hollyoaks. I'm Sophie, a Deputy Soaps Editor at Digital Spy, and I am joined, as always, by Ali, Social Media Editor. Yep, that's me. (laughs) How are you, Ali? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, Yeah, this week's spoilers um, will be going from the 12th to the 16th, um, which I think we'll talk about later. Um, But yeah, I'm good. I was just saying to you um, before the call, my, uh, my boiler and my boiler's broken, so I've got no heating or hot water as we enter October, which is always, um, Good, good timing. Oh, so unfortunate. You had to wrap up warm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Lots of jumpers sat here with, you know, blankets on over my lap while I'm working. Um, but yeah, not too bad apart from that. And like I said last week, lots of goings on in, in the world of soaps to keep us um, keep us busy. This week seems to have been particularly nuts, obviously, with more goings on with Whitney's trial and in EastEnders yeah. and, and kind of ongoing stuff happening in Hollyoaks and, and obviously the Jamie Tate stuff in Emmerdale. So there's all sorts of things happening. But it's cold and, and, and dramatic in the UK, um, which is quite nice because our interview this week is with uh, Alan Fletcher. Um, so we're going to kind of the sunny bombs of Australia for our for a Neighbours <laughs> interview this week. Yeah, other side of the world. Do you know what? We've recorded the interviews sort of ahead of time and they were kind of out of sync and this was actually the first one we recorded wasn't it yeah. I think it was back in August yeah, it was. yeah yeah oh it was so exciting because a it was the first one and b it was Dr Carl I mean Carl that's Kennedy, just yeah yeah I feel like no matter how invested you are in soaps or how little or how much you watch them everyone knows who Dr Carl is yeah completely it's like um, last week when we when I spoke about you know, telling people about um, Ellis Hollins and, you know, everyone's going, oh, Tom from Hollyoaks, they know who that is. And everybody knows who Carl Kennedy is. No matter, if, Yeah, like you say, no matter what your familiarity with soaps, everyone, anyone who's kind of our age range who watched, um, you know, Neighbours at 5.30 after CBC or kind of everyone knows Carl Kennedy because, you know, Carl and Susan have been in the show for so long. And um, yeah, it was really Imagine. fun talking to him about, it was fun talking to him about that, about the kind of way that, Everyone in the UK knows him. I think he was he was saying it's yeah. quite strange being like the, you know the difference between the UK and the Australian audiences and and how big Neighbours is in the UK. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, quite fun. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, he gets recognised more here. He was saying, wasn't he? Than he does yeah. there, and it's just yeah. And do you know what? I, I've got 
<laughs> I've got quite a good long-term memory. Not so much of a short, short-term memory as we've sort of established <laughs> through this process, but I remember his very first episode. I was only about five. Um, I just feel like it's one of those shows that, yeah, you've just grown up with and you've just... Yeah. Everyone, I think, knows who the Kennedys are. Yeah, and he... Um, speaking to him as well, like, he obviously loves... The UK, which is really sweet, actually. He's like obviously a massive anglophile, and he was talking about you know the shows he's done in the UK with his band, and yeah, it was a really fun, really fun conversation, and, and definitely, like you said, it was our first one, so it was um, yeah, it was a really nice. He was he was just a lovely guy, lovely guy to talk to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. So, without further ado, here is the interview. Enjoy. Hi, Alan. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's a huge pleasure. Thank you for joining us on our inaugural recording of uh, the Soap Scoop podcast. Yes, I'm so sad I can't be uh, I can't be in the UK at the moment to speak to everyone face to face. But thank you for setting this up. Oh, thank you so much. It's a challenge we're all facing at the moment. Is trying to kind of navigate this new normal over Zoom and over all these kind of uh, different platforms. But I'm um, glad we could get you on the line. Yeah, we're very excited to have you to have you thank with you. us. So thank you. Um, cool. So I think to get started, we'd love to just I'd love to just talk to you a little bit about in terms of what you can tell us. Um, what you've been up to recently in terms of the show and kind of uh, we know that Neighbours is, is, is back on, back to five days a week now. So just in terms of what you've been filming recently, or is there any kind of hints you can give us? Well, uh, I'm actually having the time of my life at the moment because uh, we've just recently welcomed back um, uh, in, a, in a full-time role uh, the beautiful Annie Jones uh, playing, you know, who, who, Jane, of course, Jane Brain, Super uh, Jane Super Brain, Jane Harris. <laughs> and um, I'm having a delightful time working with her because uh, they've, they've managed to create a gorgeous storyline where she kind of sits in a bit of a, uh, a three-way um, dispute, I suppose, with Carl and Susan. So there's a little bit of tension comes out of it, but it's very comedic as well. So um, Jane's involved with, with Carl in a slightly comedic way and with Susan in a much more serious capacity. Um, and it's it's proved to be a, a wonderful storyline because uh, of course uh, Jane's daughter has also arrived on the show played by the beautiful Charlotte Chimes so we're having the time of our lives brilliant i think that's um I think that's one of the kind of great things about the show and 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 neighbors especially is that kind of that balance of uh, of the comedy and the kind of the, the more serious side of things and i think that's it's interesting that you bring that storyline up because like you say the kind of Carl and Susan dynamic with Jane is kind of is very much the two halves of that of, of that coin. Yes, it is. And, and of course, this is a lot, a lot of this comes down to our EP, Jason Herbison, who, of course, has a history with the show right back to the almost the beginning. And his great passion has been to bring characters from the past in. Of course, everyone will well remember all the beautiful Christmas episodes where everyone came back to get married. There was Bruce Samerson, you name it. Um, and Des Clark was there. So that sort of the audiences just love to see the characters from the past come back, the heritage characters, I think they're called, to come back and do some guesting and uh, and we've got Jane for a little bit longer. Yeah, it's a nostalgia, isn't it, I think, that the fans love as well, like the old the old sort yeah. of Carl and Susan, plain Jane Superbrain, and also like combined with some of the newer newer characters as well. Oh, absolutely, but also you've got the, the newer audience who are sort of going, oh, oh, she's from the past, oh, I might go and investigate that. And... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people report to me that they, particularly in this lockdown situation, they've actually been trolling through early episodes of Neighbours on on YouTube and things like that to um, just to refresh their memories on on some of the characters. Yeah, definitely. Yep. 
I think it's interesting. I think we've seen it a lot in the um, in the UK in terms of in, in terms of other shows and stuff where kind of because it's all available via YouTube or because certain shows are being re-aired, I think a lot of people are kind of seeking, like you say, that kind of comfort during lockdown, during kind of these uncertain times that we're all living in. It's quite nice to return to familiar places and familiar storylines that um, can bring a lot of comfort to people. Yeah, you can binge watch like all the episodes from like 20 years ago now, like Daily Motion and YouTube is... It's yeah, great. yeah, and and the show has always fulfilled a little bit of a, a, a stopgap in people's day as well. People always report that that kind of that half hour of neighbours in the daytime helps them to chill down from the day, and having half an hour to chill down from lockdown is even better. Mm. Um, speaking of uh, characters returning, one thing I did want to ask you is that was there anyone that you kind of like? You say people are excited to see Jane come back. Is there anyth- anyone? from the show's past or from Carl's past that you'd be kind of keen to come back or anyone you'd be particularly interested in? We know that um, obviously the the Kennedy clan is is expansive and, you know, is, is there anyone there that you'd love to kind of have back on the show? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, this sounds a bit obvious, I know, but... Um, well, the wonderful um, uh, Jesse Spencer, who played Billy Kennedy, is the only Kennedy child to have not returned um, because he, he, he completely betrayed us and went off and worked on American TV and, <laughs> and, and, and he's still there and he can't get away from it. Although he did, he was absolutely gorgeous to record uh, uh, something for us for the 20th anniversary of Neighbours. Fifteen years ago, Jesse actually shot something on the beach in um, in uh, in LA uh, for us, but that's he's not allowed to shoot anything else. So sadly, we haven't had him back. Um, we've had Kimmy Valentine, of course. Libby's been back, and Benji McNair, Malcolm. So I know that Jackie and I would both love it, even if it was for one scene to see Billy Kennedy. I mentioned him to Ali yesterday, didn't I? I was like, he's he's an, he's big in America now, but he'd be great if we had Billy back, just to just just for a little bit. Oh yeah, it'd be, it'd be amazing. But you know, I watch him and watch him and celebrate his success. And uh, uh, everything that's reported to me is he's completely unchanged from how he was in our time. And um, yeah, so unfortunately, I just haven't seen him for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think um, yeah, like you say, it's that nostalgia thing. Um, it's interesting speaking about the kind of the, the Kennedy kids as they were. I was talking to Sophie the other day because we were, we were talking about obviously. Um, uh, Tim Robots. Tim Robots has, has, has just recently left the show, um, and obviously the character of Pierce is, will kind of continue on. Mm. And we were talking about we had kind of Libby was temporarily uh, recast a, a while back now, um, and I was just yes. curious um, from your point of view, to the extent that you can speak about it, what that kind of process is like from from your end, and is it is it quite a strange kind of journey to go on? Obviously, you get to know. Um, kind of your fellow actor for a number of years and then you kind of this this kind of reshuffle well it's actually it's interesting because from an acting point of view it's a, a sort of glorious challenge in a way um I've, it's happened twice for me on the show of course kimmy valentine got very ill and michaela bannis wonderful wonderful michaela bannis one of australia's best stepped in and it was a joy because we got to see michaela kind of in a way put Libby's clothes on, Mm. her emotional clothes. Michaela was so good, I could actually sense Kim in her. And so that was very exciting. Uh, It happened also when um, uh, the great irony here is that when Cheryl Stark uh, went out of the show for a a short time um, and and she was replaced by Colette Mann, who, of course, is now in the show as Sheila. So for Mm. six weeks um, I played, had some very funny storylines actually, (laughs) playing opposite Colette Mann as Sheila... uh, as um, as Cheryl Stark, so you know it's funny how the world turns. But it is a it is an unfortunate uh, situation here. Tim absolutely must 
stay at home. For anyone who's listening and doesn't understand, in Australia, we have a, a border lockdown between the state of Victoria, where Neighbours mm-hmm. is shot, and New South Wales, where Tim uh, Tim lives. But of course, he's living there with his beautiful wife, who is heavily pregnant, and he cannot he cannot risk having to do two weeks quarantine when he returns to Sydney because he wouldn't be able to see her. It'd be a disaster for them as a family. It was an agonising decision for him to make, but I think we all agree it's the right decision to make. Um, he's been replaced by an actor who, for well, it's interesting, I think you know, because of COVID, he happens to be free because all work <laughs> has stopped. And so as a result, we get the bonus of having one of the finest on the show uh, playing playing P.S. and that's in Don Haney. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, we, I think it's it's going to be one another one of those situations where Don is so good that he will come on and, and he will wear the character of P.S. very, very well. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, you just mentioned Colette Mann playing Cheryl like ages mm. ago. Mm. I don't know if many people are aware of this, but you also appeared in the show in 1987 in a very different role. Was it Greg Cooper? Greg Cooper, yes. Great, great memories. I was actually working (laughs) in the theatre that year and I just got the call up to say, would you like to come out and do this small character? It was three weeks' work and, of course, I was delighted, but it was interesting doing theatre and TV at the same time. It was very tiring. But um, I got to work with a very, very young uh, Kylie Minogue, of course, uh, and Jason Donovan um, and uh, Alan Dale, of course, and, of course, my best friend Stephen Dennis was there. So it was a terrific time. I had a ball, light and very nice self-contained three-week storyline. You know, uh, 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 the, the only reason I was on the show, to be honest, is because, because Ernie Bourne, who played the mechanic on Neighbours, left the show and he was being replaced by Nick Carafa coming on to play a mechanic. But there was this three-week hiatus between the two, and Kylie, being the apprentice mechanic, had to have a supervisor. So they had to have this little character for three weeks to supervise her in her apprenticeship. So um, it was a, a big win for me, loved it. They did actually invite me to come back and do a full year as Greg Cooper, but I declined at the time because I was uh, I was do- having too much fun doing Shakespeare. And... Um, but, of course, I was invited back seven years later and I'm very pleased I was. Yeah, I mean, did you imagine then, like when you were playing Greg, that you'd be back a few years later playing Carl? And you've, you've been there ever since, haven't you? Yeah, no, I didn't give it a second's thought. And I'm, I'll be honest to say that I had no concept when I was on Neighbours of what was happening with the show in the UK. I, I, I really, I was completely naive. Um, so I knew that I knew that the neighbours actors, particularly Kylie and Jason, were very big in Australia because they every weekend they'd rush off and do appearances all over the place. So I knew they were very very popular, but I had no idea. And of course, famously, their wedding, the, the 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 Kylie wedding, was watched, I believe, by close to about eighteen million Brits, I think, yeah. or something like that. So. I was very naive. In fact, it wasn't really until I went over and did Panto in the late 90s that I had any sense of, uh, of, of Neighbours' popularity. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, um, in kind of, in preparation for, for, for the show and, and kind of talking to people about, oh, you know, we've got um, Alan's coming on. So many people who I know, so, so many people who kind of are, are our age, who kind of grew up watching Neighbours, it's, it's such, a, such a kind of... Uh, bookmark in so many people's lives throughout the UK, I think, um, in that kind of what was a 6pm, 5.30pm time slot during the week. 
that kind of um, transcends generations, which I think is um, is one of the brilliant things about the show. Yeah, it's something you grow up with. Well, and this is very interesting too because in, in the UK, the demographic of the audience is very broad, um, not so much in Australia. In, in Australia, Neighbours always had a much more young, a younger audience and then a gap and then an older audience, whereas in the UK, of course, you've had this fabulous audience across all age groups, particularly like the university age group where... Um, you know, I've, I've been, that's where my, my band, when we came over to play, so many people came to see us. And, and I think uh, Neighbours has had a tradition of being, being loved by all generations in the UK, which is just wonderful. We were talking to someone the other day, me and Ellie, and about, they were at uni and they think that your band played at their uni. I wouldn't doubt it. Do you know which uni it was? <laughs> I can't remember. Can you remember, Ali? No, I'm not sure. But I think, yeah, because I, I, I was looking up the band, Alan, before um, before the call yeah. started, and I did see that you toured the UK extensively, which is, um, again, the, like you say, testament to the kind of show's popularity and, and, the, and the Kennedy's popularity, I think, um, in particular. Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous time. I mean, the, the Dr. Carl is such a rubbish musician <laughs> and um, the most people, said, most people said they came out to see the band originally because they were expecting it to be a bit of a comedy um, <laughs> and, and just be, be horrible, you know. Um, but, of course, I was supported by some fantastic musos. Uh, we did a lot of covers, but we had some originals as well. Um, and we found that the repeat business was amazing. Every time we do a uni, they'd say, please come back next year and so forth. So, yeah, it was wonderful. We, we went all over the country, just just glorious, north to south, Aberdeen all the way down to Portsmouth and <laughs> right across to Aberystwyth. Um, yeah, just marvellous. Everywhere. I mean, did you ever imagine when you started Neighbours, well, as Carl, in 1994, I believe, yep, like you'd still, be, right. you'd still be you'd still be there now in 20, 2020? No, 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 no. No actor even ever <laughs> thinks that way, I think, uh, because one is it's incredibly rare. Um, there's a, only a handful of actors, well, in almost every country that's been on, that have been on shows for a long, long time. I mean, obviously in the UK... Um, you know, with with Corrie and so forth, have been some characters. One one character, of course, was from, from the very beginning, but it's very rare. And um, as an actor, you wouldn't give it a moment's thought. I was signed on a, a one year contract, and I was very very happy. My my daughter was being born that year, my my first child, um, and Jen and I had Veronica in the, in my first year. And then they asked me to do another year, and I was wrapped. I thought, gee, wow, regular salary. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it just kept on. It just kept on spreading out. But the reason I stayed so long, well, two reasons. The first is I got to work with Jackie Woodburn and still get to work with mm. her. And she is my favourite uh, professional colleague I've ever, ever worked with. Uh, we have the best time. It's, it's, it, we don't go to work, we go to play. And um, uh, the second reason being, of course, that Neighbours has given me the opportunity to do so many other things, you know, and not, uh, pantos and I've done musicals and, and the band and so forth. So it's, it's opened a lot of doors for me. Speaking of uh, Jackie, and I think we'd be remiss not to talk a little bit about Carl and Susan um, before we wrap up. I was just curious to know, because obviously it's been a, you mentioned earlier with Jane, it's been, it's been a, a funny year so far for Carl and Susan. Um, mm. You might say there's been some, you know, rocky ground at different points. That, that turmoil, is that something you, you enjoy the two of you kind of playing with? And is it, or is it something you've been kind of, were you kind of dreading a potential split again? It's a great question because, you know, we can't, we can't see too far ahead into the sure. future about where the characters are going to go. And so for, for Jackie and I, we've already been through that, that extraordinary period with, with, you know, with Sarah and, and Izzy and all those breakups. And, um, 
on, on all those occasions, we were, we were really quite worried that our working relationship might end, you know, that we wouldn't be able to do, to do things together. Uh, on both occasions, of course, we ended up with better stories because of them. And you know, on this particular occasion, we relished the story we got because, um, you know, the, the whole effect of Finn, a marvellous, marvellous storyline, the whole Finn thing. and But the post-Finn where, you know, Carl is, dis, is disappointed in Susan and in a sense kind of blames her. And uh, I've had the best feedback from fans about the reconciliation scenes that Carl and Susan did. Um, ostensibly, they were shot in, um, in Tasmania but we're actually done in Victoria and we're originally supposed to be shot in Ireland and we were oh, gutted yeah. not to be able to get yeah. there. Oh, that was such so a shame, wasn't it? It was such a shame. There were so many wonderful things planned for March. I know there was the big Neighbours event uh, at the Lyceum and, uh, uh, you know, there was all sorts of things happening and publicity tours and shooting in Ireland. We were very excited and this wretched virus has trampled on that. But you know what, it's, that, it's small beans compared to... Um, to how people have suffered in in real life as a result of the virus, of and you know, I, I'd like to say quickly, if I could, that you know, the UK is like a second home to me, and I have followed uh, the trials and tribulations of not just my mates in the UK, but but everybody, because you know, I do a lot of contact with fans in the UK, and you know, my heart goes out to everybody who suffered any loss or pain as a result of COVID. I hope people are staying as safe as they possibly can. It's been a, a difficult year, but you know, hopefully next year, twenty twenty one will um, look much better. And fi- yeah. very finally, cause before we wrap up, what do you hope the future looks like for Carl next year? Any well, idea? Yeah, uh, the one thing that uh, I think Carl is trending as a character, he's trending into a kind of a, dare I say it, a, almost a Harold Stroke Lou area. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he's... he's um, Carl is becoming more and more obsessed with his kind of madcap ideas. And and I think they're, they're the things I love doing, you know. I don't know if you remember when I had my all these silly stories about growing durian, the fruit, the smelly fruit durian and things like that. And so it's all the, it's all the kind of nutter stuff I love. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that I'll get an opportunity to do plenty of that. I've had some scenes recently with Toadie, which have just gone to air or about to go to air, um, where I interfere in his, in his love life. And it's those things I delight in doing, and I'm hoping I'm hoping there's plenty of those in store. Uh, I have absolutely no doubt there will be some very strong dark drama as well, and that's the thing that I love about Neighbours the most. So one day I'm in there doing intense, heavy drama, and the next day I'm in there in my lycra being completely stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> I celebrate that. Yeah, I think that's um, like you said. I think that's the that's the appeal of the, of the show, and that's what keeps it so kind of fresh for so many different generations. Is that is that brilliant balance of kind of drama um, and comedy? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I think I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, thank you so much, Alan, for virtually stopping by. Um, really oh, it's appreciate your pleasure. time. It's been great. Thank you so much. No, great pleasure and love to, love to everyone in the UK. Uh, we I can promise everyone we've got great stories coming up. Um, I know everyone's going to miss Timmy Robards, but you're going to love yeah. Don Hanny and you're particularly going to love um, uh, Charlotte Chimes as well, one of our newer characters. So uh, great, great stuff coming, I promise. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Thank you. Pleasure. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And that was our chat with Alan. Oh, he was so lovely, mm. wasn't he, Ali? Yeah, he's, he, like I said at the beginning, such a nice guy and was very kind of, such a such a professional. Um, obviously, we're doing this mm. in a pure audio medium, but when we um, had our Zoom with him before the, before recording, he's got like a full recording set up at home. And yeah, he was just very <laughs> professional, very friendly. Um, yeah, a real pleasure to speak to. Yeah, he really was. He really was. So from Australia to the UK, where it's probably not as sunny. Um, <laughs> definitely isn't as sunny. Um, definitely not. We will be breaking down this, well, next week's spoilers. So, shall we start with Corrie's? There's quite a lot going on there. Yeah, I think that's a good a good place to start, definitely. So, the biggest story next week is the ongoing saga of Todd's <laughs> return. Yeah, um, Todd Grimshaw is, is back on the street. Oh, he is. He's back with a bang. Um, now played <laughs> by Gareth Pierce, who has been recast in the role. He's doing a really good job. He seems mm. really, he seems to have jumped into it really naturally. Um, but yes, <laughs> so it kind of starts off as a bit of a, um, kind of almost quite comical, this whole fiasco yeah. with Eileen and, she um, makes the mistake of telling Mary and George that he's in trouble. So basically he's on the wrong yeah. side of the wrong person who is Mick. Mm-hmm. We saw a bit, I think, you know, this in last week's episode, this week's episodes, but kind of Eileen's like drawing the line of like, he's in trouble. He wants to get her involved and like help kind of help him out. And she's like, you know, I'm not going to identify a body, but I'm maybe I'll get, I'll do something else for you. And kind of, yeah, like you say, Mary and George get involved um, and we have this whole kind of fake funeral um, fiasco. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's flowers. There's a hearse. I think Eileen <laughs> is somewhat horrified. Come on, Eileen. Got that song in my head. <laughs> that song in my head now. <laughs> You're like, come on, snap out of it. And um, yeah. so, yeah, that's that's all quite funny. I think that's going to be quite um, funny to watch. And, of course, George is, a little mm. bit of a side note, he is Archie Shuttleworth's son. So Archie was in the show from 2002 to 2010, I think, if my memory serves me. Yeah, correct. that sounds about um, right. So yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Archie was a. I think most long-term Corey viewers Fans will remember. remember him. 
Yeah, so uh, yeah, George is, is going to get embroiled in this Todd saga. <laughs> but it does take a little bit of a darker turn towards the end of the week when Mick does, um, he breaks into the Grimshaw's house and holds them yeah. at gunpoint, which is what well, sees history repeat itself for Eileen, as this was what happened with yeah. Pat Phelan yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny, Sue Cleaver, who plays um, Eileen, has been doing kind of interviews and talking about the storyline, and she's obviously... I think she's saying it's, it's been a lot of fun to film. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how this storyline of the fake funeral, which is, is bound to be quite funny and, and have some good laughs in mm. it, is then going to kind of swing into something a bit darker. And I think that's the thing with Todd is that his return is is going to be a dramatic kind of a twist for some characters that maybe have had it, have had quite a nice couple of months or year or so of kind of happiness. Definitely, definitely. And obviously we know Gary, well, if you read spoilers, we know that Gary ends up getting into a bit of a pickle with it as well. He ends up injured and it's a case of like, yeah, what's going to happen next yeah. with Yeah, with and, Todd? Be, and, and I think the, the other thing as well is that like, this is all going on, but also Todd's return is kind of like throwing a spanner in the works for Billy and Paul and their kind of little ha- oh, yeah. like happy fam- family unit. And yeah, Todd's definitely here to kind of shake things up as we move towards the end of, of 2020. So yeah, it's exciting to see uh, what the impact on that kind of, those kind of romantic storylines um, are as well. Yeah, definitely. I think Gareth's done a few interviews and he's mm. confirmed that Todd will definitely be coming in between Billy and Paul. I mean, I'm personally interested to see where fans sit with this. Like, do they want yeah. Billy to stay with Paul? Because they're quite popular, but I know that Billy yeah. and Todd had a big following as well. So it's going to be yeah, interesting it's, to see it unfold. Yeah, and it's been three years. I mean, you know, uh, Todd left in 2017 and mm. him and Billy were pretty kind of end game serious at that point so it'll be interesting yeah. to see yeah like you say where people come down and I think because of summer because of kind of the, like I said the little family unit that they've got kind of building um it'll be interesting to see like how far Todd's willing to go to kind of uh get involved or, or kind of get get in the way so yeah exciting stuff definitely definitely is and the other big story we've got going on in Cory next week is this ongoing Johnny and Scott mm. blackmail sort of saga so this has been going on all year well on and off all year and it's an interesting one because on paper it seems a bit bland you're like oh scott's gonna be blackmailing him over his past but this is gonna get really really big towards Mm. the end of this month really big it's all gonna come to a fruition um i definitely think it's there's gonna be a lot more twists and turns there yeah i think like you say it's been bubbling away like the kind of scott Scott's presence on the street has been kind of bubbling away for a while or his kind of yeah. interactions with Johnny I should say have been bubbling away for a while so this is going to be kind of the potentially the big the big culmination of lots of different things so yeah it's exciting to see where we yeah. get to in a few weeks definitely so he blackmails he's going to blackmail Johnny next week Johnny sort of ruins this job opportunity he's got with Ray by telling Ray that he's not to be trusted and obviously Scott ain't happy about that at all so he <laughs> says to <laughs> He tells Johnny, he wants Johnny to be involved in like another criminal job. Yeah. Johnny's obviously keen to stay on the straight and narrow. He's married to Jenny, who has got no idea about what he used to get up to. But um, Scott tells Johnny that if he doesn't go along with it, then he'll be telling Jenny. Gosh, there's so many Johnnies and Jenny. Johnny yeah, Jenny. I know, it's funny. He tells, I know, he tells Johnny that he'll be telling Jenny about his past if he doesn't. Yeah agree so yeah it's um, and it's like it's like a classic soaps setup like you say like you know some this mysterious guy from the from your past kind of comes back into your life and, and reveals these criminal secrets and will you get involved like you know it's 
across Corrie, Amadali, Stendhal, Holyoaks, we see this structure quite a lot. So I'm excited to see what, like, you know, we trust kind of Ian McLeod and, and the whole Corrie team to do something different um, towards the end of the year with it. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a good one. So keep an eye on that one. So I think that takes us on to EastEnders. There's also a lot yes. going on there. It's yeah. It's kind of it's yeah, it's another another big week there. We've got Whitney's trial, which yeah. is gonna be coming to a conclusion next Thursday with the fifth. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday we're, get, we're gonna get the, the verdict, um, I think. I think that's that's what Corey have said anyway. We'll find out kind of either way which way it's gonna go on Thursday. Yeah, which is definitely exciting. Yeah, I oh I really hope she's <clears throat> I, know. I really hope she's found not guilty. Yeah, I think the um the thing is like we as we move into this last it's the last week of Whitney's trial and you just know that it was never going to be smooth sailing, even after everything that's already happened over the past two weeks with Mick and, you know, Grey being involved and not being involved. Um, but there's, there's looks like there's even more kind of setbacks and things to come um, as we move into the final stage, as we move into like the closing statements bit of the trial. Um, so if you remember that um, Grey's not kind of representing Whitney anymore, um, she's got this new um, this new QC, this new lawyer. Um, but at the last minute, they it, it's going to look like this week that they have to drop out. And so Gray's going to kind of get back involved um, to do Typical. the closing statements. So yeah, it's it's it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a Whitney storyline if there wasn't some kind of big speed bumps right at the end. But yeah. Oh, I know. Definitely. I think the problem as well is with Gray is he's not okay at all. Obviously, yeah. he's battling this huge, huge guilt he's got over Chantel's death mm-hmm. and he's sort of falling apart a little bit and yep. he's in no fit state to represent Whitney, but she needs him yeah. more than ever. So yep. can he help her or not? I hope in this instance that he can because I really, yeah, really a, want Whitney to get Yeah, back. it's a strange one. Um, I think it's been such an interest. I mean, we, maybe we'll talk about this once things are kind of settled, settled with this storyline, but it's been such an interesting... What EastEnders have done with Grey... The, the kind of Chantel storyline and, um, you know, Grey's abuse of her and then this kind of pivot to him, you know, being involved in Whitney, obviously the parallels between the way Leo was with Whitney and it, it's a very interesting yeah. dynamic they're setting up. And I, I think it's clever because I don't think they're saying to kind of the audience that, you know, Grey's a good guy now or, or redeeming him at all. It's just, it's like, will his guilt, is his guilt going to be, be enough to kind of get Whitney off? It's just, it's a really interesting um, dynamic I think they've set up. Definitely, yeah, you're you're right. It's definitely not a redemption story, I think. No. But it's, in this instance, we really want her to be found not guilty. So it's yeah. like, can he pull it out the bag and and help her? But yeah, that will be playing out until next Thursday when it reaches a conclusion. Yeah. And we've also got some um, other grey stuff happening in the week. Um, it looks like, like you said, because of his kind of like the guilt that he's got, he's kind of feeling, um, things are slipping. He doesn't pick up his kids from school. And then we have a scene, I think, at some point in the week where Linda um, kind of gets involved um, and she she takes the kids to the park and then she kind of comes back to Grey's house. He's asleep and she does some cleaning. And then she, I think um, it looks like she kind of moves some of Chantel's things Grey wakes up, he's really angry, and obviously his kind of reaction and his attitude makes Linda really suspicious, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, get Linda involved in all these stories. More Linda is, you know, is what I want to see on my, on my screens. So so it looks like, yeah, Definitely. she's going to be having a p- poke about. Yeah, I think um, I think she's going to get a little, a bit of an insight into his dark side, which mm. no one else is really seeing. I know Mitch has been yeah. a bit suspicious, but even he's kind of fallen under his spell now. Yeah. So I think um yeah that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one. But yeah if anyone can can rumble the truth it'll be Linda. It's she be Linda. Seems to, 
Huh? Yeah, have her wits about her. Yeah. And then the other big story, I don't know why I'm laughing, but I find this one really funny, is the Stacey discovery. It's difficult because yes. we're, we're only going to be able to give away half of the information. But yeah, so she yeah. makes this big discovery about Ruby and Martin. It's a relationship. They've been away. Let's not forget. They come back on Monday. And from there, it just all gets a bit awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. From what it sounds like, um, yeah. So she finds out she she finds out they've been on this romantic getaway. Um, her and Cat kind of conspire as like a mini revenge. It sounds like to steal some mm. booze from the club during a party that's going on. Um, Stacy goes into the office. Martin and Ruby come in. You know they're having a bit of a, a kiss. Things are getting a bit steamy, and then <laughs> yeah, with Stacy like hiding under the desk. From what it sounds oh, like, oh, it's typical, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, not ideal, really. This is her ex-husband <laughs> no, and like her ex-best yeah. friend. I mean, how, yeah. how much more could, could it get? The, the way that situation falls out, obviously, we don't know the, the, all the details, but it looks like maybe Ruby handles it a bit better than um, Stacey, which is, I mean, Ruby's Ruby's become like one of my favourite characters in the show. So, you know, if she comes out of this storyline, you know, uh, looking like a, a good person, then I'll be, I'll be really, really chuffed. And I think it's probably time that like, you know, Stacey... Stacey and Martin just like need to have a proper conversation where they they clear the air and come to terms with stuff because it's just getting very messy. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what? I don't know if it's controversial or not, but I really like Ruby and Martin together. Yeah, she's got a head screwed on, which for a for a character in EastEnders is quite um, is quite impressive. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think Martin's gonna have his work cut out with Ruby and and Stacey because I don't think they're gonna be making amends anytime soon. No, probably not. Right. So I think that takes us on to Emmerdale. Where we have, the, I think the biggest story is this ongoing Dawn mm. situation. She's obviously desperate to keep Billy out of the mess she's in with Malone yeah. and the secret she's keeping there. Yeah. So she decides, in you know typical Dawn style, to sleep with <laughs> Ellis, Billy's brother. Yeah. I mean, you struggle to get more Emmerdale than this than this situation in my mind. I know. Um, but yeah, she's she's doing this to obviously like try and push Billy away um, and kind of get him to like leave her alone as much as possible, so that she doesn't he doesn't get even more roped in, like you said. But I don't know. It seems like a, a, a risky. It, this is not like a kind of subtle way to get him to leave her alone. Do you know what I mean? This feels like it's going to invite even more trouble on on her. Yeah, it's very extreme, isn't it? She's very much hitting the self-destruct yeah, the self-destruct button. She's doing the one yeah, thing she definitely. knows he'll never forgive her for. And we know this is all sort of paving the way for a big Ellis versus Billy showdown. The producers mm. have already told us that is coming up. I'm not really surprised, to be honest. No. I don't think um, Billy's going to be particularly happy with no. Ellis. No, but yeah, by the end of the week, Dawn is planning to leave. I think she wants a fresh start elsewhere. She's cut all her ties, but it's a case of will she go or not? I hope not. I quite like it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and then the other big story, like, or the, the other kind of like one of the other big ongoing things, obviously in Emmerdale, is, is the continued saga of um, a Jamie Tate and 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 Belle and, and what's going to happen next. Um, and it looks like um, we're going to get some more scenes that kind of revisit um, Belle's kind of mental health and her state of mind. Yeah. Um, so she has some kind of interactions via Paddy to kind of like work with Jamie again. Um, she tries to sabotage it. She tries to kind of take some revenge on Jamie. Obviously she's, you know, extremely still very angry with him over uh, Maury's hit and run. And, and it's been trying to find a way to get back at him. Um, and obviously she, she went to the police um, and, didn't, and Jamie kind of uh, 
turn it back on her. So it's kind of this this ongoing back and forth. She tries to get revenge on him anyway This in this week coming. It doesn't go to plan. And so I think she begins to kind of spiral and we'll see her mm. um, have kind of multiple scenes where she, yeah, she's hearing Lisa Lisa's voice in her head, which is really sad. Um, yeah. And yeah, who knows what's kind of going to happen. I think it's, yeah, she's stressed, isn't she? So I think her, yeah. I think that's what's, what's going on. Like, yeah, like you say, her mental health issues are going to be revisited. I think the, the biggest problem here is that Andrea has turned, mm-hmm. has switched sides at the 11th hour, but she's not on yeah. Jamie's side either. They're sort of all on their own side, aren't they? Yeah. And I think that's really let her down. Now she's facing police charges of her own. And yeah, she's going to be, she's going to be really struggling next week. Yeah, it's, um, you, you're right. It's kind of, they've all said, they're all kind of against each other now. And it's kind of this three-way, this three-way tie. Everyone's trying to get revenge. Everyone's trying to kind of, Get get out of this situation without going to prison, basically. Yeah, definitely. I think Andrea's got her own little game going on. Obviously, she's not definitely she's not that enamoured with Belle because Belle had an affair with her husband, so she's kind of on her own side. <laughs> Jamie's on his own side, and there's poor Belle who's yeah really really stressed by it all. Um, and then so from that, the last kind of thing we wanted to talk about very quickly in Emmerdale from, from oh, yeah. kind of very dramatic. Um, for pretty sad stuff is is cheerier things um as we get a kind of a mini mini return mini cameo um for Vanessa um so we're gonna get a bit of a reunion between her and Charity you know Vanity fans we see you um so as, <laughs> as, as, as everyone knows yeah yeah as everyone knows um uh, Michelle Hardwick's currently off our screens uh, he plays Vanessa um she's on maternity leave um and this is kind of this her absence has made kind of charity think about their relationship a bit more and obviously get a bit worried um but there's kind of a nice surprise heading heading her way um this week uh when uh, i think rona and tracy have organized kind of um a little virtual a virtual reunion for them via via zoom yeah via zoom they're for that for their anniversary it's very relatable isn't it because they obviously <laughs> they can't be together so they're making it work in other ways but yeah no, i think that'll be a nice little like you say a nice little treats for the vanity fans yeah. who have been waiting so patiently for a little update yeah. on what's going on there yeah yes yeah, it's, it's very uh, from what we've seen it looks very cute so definitely look out for that one this week yeah that'll be that'll be nice i nearly forgot about that so thanks for thanks for bringing that up <laughs> told you about my short-term memory didn't i <laughs> <laughs> right and finally last but obviously not least we have hollyoaks uh, mm. so hollyoaks is sort of very nearly at its 25th anniversary, which is going to be sort of at the end of the month. So really, really warming all the big stories up there. And we've got Teresa returning. Mm. Georgie Porter's reprised her role. That's so exciting. Yeah, so super exciting. Absolutely great. We talked about, um, when we were talking about Coronation Street earlier, you know, they've had a, a, a cast a cast member ret- or a character return, um, obviously with the recasting. And that's that's another big break. And this is, you know, um, Georgie Porter's been gone from Hollyoaks for, I think, four years now. So it's yeah. very exciting to have uh, Teresa back on our screens. Yeah, I feel like the McQueens just aren't complete. I feel like without her, I feel like no. she really is. She's She's got the energy that, <laughs> that they need right now. But yeah, they yeah, are definitely. going to... Yeah, they're going to be taking centre stage in one of the biggest stories for the anniversary, which sees them blackmailed. This is actually really spooky. If you've seen the trailer, there's blackmailed yeah, by yeah, it's 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 really <laughs> creepy. Just in time for Halloween as well. Yeah, but they um they're all going to be getting these texts. Well, John Paul and Mercedes are going to be getting these texts next week from a mysterious person who claims to know their secrets. I mean, 
could be any number of things, couldn't it? There's so many yeah. secrets between <laughs> them. Could be anyone. Yeah, it's exciting. I think it's um uh, the Hollyoaks team are being very kind of like tight lipped about what who this is or what the story you know what the secrets are, which is which is exciting. It's nice to go into something kind of not having much of an idea about what's going to happen. And like you say, it's perfect. It's twenty fifth anniversary of the show. It's Halloween. Um, so yeah, it's trust Hollyoaks to kind of do something big and big and spooky and bombastic. Um, just at the right time. Yeah, October's always their month with Hollyoaks. Yeah. It's always going to be there's all, there's usually like a big stunt or a big event or yeah. a big story and. This year is no exception. And then finally, in Hollyoaks, we've got the aftermath of Warren's attack on Cormac, which played out in last night's E4 episode. If you Yeah, depending on when you're listening to this, it was on, yeah, on, on Thursday on E4, we saw kind of the culmination of what, of what we spoke about last week, which is, um, you know, Warren and Felix kind of teaming up, um, for better or worse, to take on... Um, Cormac so yeah it's it's interesting to see what happens next definitely yeah I mean he was worried about Felix losing control and losing his temper but Warren ended up being the one who really lashed out so we're going to be seeing the aftermath of that and Brody is particularly traumatised I think it's brought up all the memories of his the the abuse he experienced by Buster and he ends up going to the police which Warren is not going to be happy about so you have to wait and see, really. What? Yeah, it's um, what happens. Them. It's it's really mm-hmm. interesting. I think, and we spoke a little bit about this. I think a few weeks ago with Hollyoaks, but these storylines, I think, this kind of um, examination that Hollyoaks seems to be doing into like um, kind of re- not repressed memories, but kind of like trauma and and how people process like abuse and especially how like this kind of group of men um, who are kind of like of a similar age and kind of how they deal with you know, uh, these vulnerabilities they have and, and what their kind of reaction to it and, and whether that's toxic or not. I think it's a really interesting um, thread that Hollyoaks has kind of decided to pull yeah. on and it's something that we're not seeing anywhere else um, in soaps at the moment. So that's really, yeah, it's it's, it's really exciting and really interesting to see, the, the you know, look at Warren, Felix and Brody and, and the way those their three attitudes are kind of shaking out and where they end up after this thing. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think it's particularly with Brody. like the story didn't end when Buster went to prison. You know, we're still seeing the ramifications of that and we're still seeing that affect him. Yeah. And he sort of found this, this revenge plan that Warren and Felix have got going on with Cormac. And I think he, yeah, it's it's reminding him of everything that he's, he's been through and the trauma he's still... Feels. But I think that brings us to the end of the little spoiler segment. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you um if you're a vanity fan and you saw that extremely <laughs> cute reunion in Emmerdale and how much you loved it because it was it's a, it looks like it's gonna be very sweet and I'm very excited to to see how it um, how it appears. Yeah, very sweet. Yeah, let us know <laughs> what story in each Cory Eastenders Emmerdale and Holly Eggs you are most looking forward to. That is all we've got time for this week. As always, you can get full breakdowns of all of next week's spoilers if you head over to digitalspy.com slash soaps. Yep, and you can um, follow the show if you want to find out more um, on Twitter at SoapScoop um, and at Digital Spy. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter if you want at AEB Griffiths. Um, and you can follow Sophie on Twitter at Sophie with three E's underscore D. That is right. Um, that's, that's all we've got time for and we shall see you next week yeah in the meantime if you've enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe leave us a review 
let us know what you think let us know what you're looking forward to and yeah we'll be back next week bye bye Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.